Yes, I know what you think of me. You never shut up. 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 Good morning, everybody. Today is Friday, May 19th, 2023. I'm your host, Ephraim Jr., and today we pulled original sensuality. It's also Fuck Around Friday. Hi, y'all. Hey, y'all. Good morning. I hope you're having a wonderful day. I'm happy to be back here at the Drive All Night Studios, but I'm not happy with what I have to talk about today. Original sensuality we pulled, that's a loose jumping off point, but I'm glad that we pulled original sensuality. I woke up this morning to news from Florida that Ron DeSantis had signed a bill banning gender-affirming care for minors to such an extreme that it allows Florida to take custody of the minor if the law is violated, which is unprecedented. First of all, that is absurd. To me, it's very much like the Antifa paradox, which is like Ron DeSantis has verbally claimed he's in a war against woke culture, which to me is so absurd. It's just absurd. But now it's having tremendous harmful effect on my community. I wake up to news like this, I guess, and I feel like my hands are tied, my wings are clipped, that there's nothing that I can do. I feel that way. And I'm sure everybody, I'm sure you feel that way too, when there's an assault on my community like this. And I have to tell you, I had a very other bad news today. First of all, people are in a war against trans and queer people. Make no mistake, they came for abortion, check. They're coming for queer rights. Florida already has the don't say gay bill. They're coming for trans rights. And the thing about gender affirming care for minors, let me tell you, you know, I woke up this morning so pissed off about this fucking bill, along with what the fucking Dodgers did, which I'm burning the card. I woke up this morning and I downloaded an audiobook called Transgender History by Susan Stryker. It's seven hours and 29 minutes, and I listened to the whole thing in 1.2 speed. I feel like I have to get my ducks in a row. I feel like I have to get my facts straight because I feel like I'm about to enter a cultural war. I feel like I'm about to be fighting for my life. The Dodgers are having their annual Pride Night, which I've attended in the past. It's a big, it's one night of the whole season that they allow the gays to sit together in a section, call it Pride, call it support. And don't get me wrong, I've been there, I've supported, I've been enthusiastic about it in the past, and it's never occurred to me. But it is rainbow capitalism. It is the time of year when corporations are likely to engage in their performative allyship, and in this And in this particular instance, long story short, LA Pride had partnered with the Dodgers for this 10th annual Pride Night. And even though the Dodgers scrubbed their page of the original press release, I found it. Archives. Thank you, Wayback Machine. LA Pride is thrilled to be partnering with the Los Angeles Dodgers for the 10th annual LGBTQ Pride Night and Dodger Stadium, presented by Blue Shields of California on Friday, June 16th. LA Pride fans will enjoy a host of extras, but both before and after the 7-10 p.m. matchup against the San Francisco. Francisco Giants. The Dodgers have always championed diversity and inclusion as core values, and we're honored to showcase our dedication to fostering an inclusive environment both on and off the field during our 10th annual LGBTQ Pride Night, said Eric Braverman. Well, anyway, they had partnered with a bunch of different organizations, including the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, which is, it's not exclusively trans, it is an organization based out of San Francisco of nuns, of queer nuns, and queer being a political worldview because it's not just gender queer people or gender non-conforming people these queer nuns that bring joy that spread universal joy anyway the dodgers kicked them out of pride basically said remove them from their list of honorees disinvited them to pride bowing to misinformation 
and the Catholic outrage and the misinformation of that Catholic outrage. So this Catholic right group laid pressure on the Dodgers and the Dodgers pulled the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence from their Pride Night, thereby revealing that it is all performative allyship, that it is all rainbow capitalism. There is no actual support of the community. And so in light of that, LA Pride then pulled themselves out of the event because there is no division when it comes to supporting the gay community. You can't support one group and not support another group. You cannot support human rights and basic equality for one set of queer people and not another. And this is what frustrates me so much. A long time ago, and I, you know, me and David sort of talk about this and snicker about this occasionally. We had someone reach out to our podcast and say, hey, can I be on this episode? And you know how slow we are. And I'm really sorry. I don't want to get into it. You know how slow we are. And so by the time it came time to do that person's episode, years had passed. This person reached out to us in like 2017, 2018. Can I be on the Liquid Diamonds episode? I said, absolutely. I'll get back to you when we're in pre-production, as I did with everybody. Then I reached back out to this person. And I'm not saying their name, not because I want to protect their identity, because I don't want to get sued. So um, this person, when it was time to reach back out i said hey we're getting ready to do the liquid diamonds episode let me know if you're still interested we can schedule an interview the person said i absolutely do not want to be involved in any way and it was really offensive to me i was really hurt my feelings got hurt by that because i'm like well what have i done what have we done as a podcast to this person does no longer wants to be associated in any way and they wrote that in an email they said we i no longer want to be involved in any way is the phrase i remember and then i looked at their page and this person was literally in their profile LGBTQ rights, no T. That's what it said. LGBTQ rights, no T. This is gay man, is this homosexual man actively in anti-support, actively harming trans people, making a point in their Twitter fucking profile and in their Instagram profile. I'm like, you are a Tori Amos fan? This is shocking to me. Shocking, I tell you. I'm serious. It's fucking shocking to me. But it's not shocking to me about the Dodgers. And so, unfortunately, I have to stand with my community and I've got to back out of my support for the Dodgers unless and until they change their mind. Unless and until they put their allyship where their mouth is. The Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence are fucking delightful. I don't know if you've ever had a chance to interact with the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. They're fucking amazing people. They're amazing humans. The Dodgers should be so lucky to take a lesson in contribution, to take a lesson in what humanity is from the sisters, from the drag nuns. So I'm not even going to get into it. Absolutely not attending that Pride Night. And I encourage every queer person that I know and will encourage every queer person I know not to attend that Pride Night. I have a platform. I'm in the Facebook group LA Gay Dodger fans and have been for 10, 15 years. They're popping off. No one, you know. It's the time of year where people remember that gay people exist because of their money. People remember that, oh yeah, gay people spend money. Let's be Target and let's put together an LGBTQ fashion line. Hideous usually, although that jumpsuit this year, (laughs) I'm into it. But the thing about gender-affirming care for minors, and I'm sorry, I I remember that I had said that a few minutes ago and I got sidetracked. The thing about gender-affirming care for minors is that there's these secondary sex characteristics. There's, for example... There is the square jaw, there is the the ridged brow, 
there are soft hips. You know, there's these secondary sex characteristics that aren't your sexual organs that can be very dysphoric for someone. It is what leads to dysphoria. It is that you are in this shell that doesn't reflect what you feel inside. It's these two things that are at war with each other, your body versus your spirit, your body versus how you feel inside, how you feel, your soul, whatever you want to call it. It's at war. It's in direct contrast to what the world sees you as or what you present as. So therefore, it's dysphoric. That is gender dysphoria. These secondary sex characteristics, such as the, the strong jawline, such as the soft hips, hormones can, they can stop certain things from happening, but they can't change things that have already happened. So the thing about gender affirming care for minors is that you are able at that time to stop or halt these secondary sex characteristics from happening, thereby halting the amount or the trajectory of the dysphoria. And it's the dysphoria that leads to a host of other problems, a host of other mental health problems, a host of other physical health problems. For example, unaliving yourself. It's the dysphoria. It's the dysphoria for me, sis. And more importantly, it's just another thing in a line of things aimed at the trans and queer communities. So I feel stuck. I feel stuck like I'm doing theater. I'm here doing my life and it's not enough. And it's just, I wake up angry. I know that they're coming for me. They're coming for all of us. And the personal is political. And what can I do? Original sensuality, original sensuality Gay, LGBTQIAA plus people have always existed. Gay men have always existed. Trans people have always existed. So if you think the earliest trans depiction, honestly, and if there's something earlier than this, please tell me, is from cave art in China. I found this article. Ancient rock carvings created thousands of years ago depict scenes of bisexual and transgender activity. Thousands of years ago. The explicit carvings, which could date back to 2000 BC, show 100 figures and cover a 30 square foot area of rock in remote Xinjiang's region in northwest China. They were discovered in the late 1980s by archaeologist Wang Binghao, but now a fresh light has been thrown on them by author Mary Mycio. Mycio claimed that bisexual participants can be identified as hermaphroditic figures that combine male and female features. The rock carvings depict females with masculine triangular torsos, hips, and legs adorned with feminine headdresses and jewelry. Males are smaller, have thin legs, and wear no decorations. Mycio identified a third group bearing male phalluses and wearing female headdresses. One tableau depicts an aroused male with his arm around another man in the same state. The pair are watching nine women and two men dancing in a circle. At the foot of the scene, a lone male masturbates. In another scene, a group of men and women dance around a large bisexual figure in a state of arousal who is preparing to couple with a woman. The tableau is a spectacular demonstration of sex as one of the driving forces behind the creation of art. So, one. And then, two. Arguably, the oldest depictions of homosexuality are the Grotta dell'Adura or the Adara Cave in Sicily. These particular images are estimated to date back to somewhere roughly between 9,600 and 5,000 BC. BC. The area had already been studied by paleontologists because there had been remains of a dwarf elephant nearby, but 1943 allied forces invaded the island. They decided to store ammunition in some of the caves near Palermo. Some of the ammunition being stored in this particular cave exploded, revealing previously buried rock art. Obviously, there was a war going on 
on and a recent explosion of valuable ammo, so studying the rock art wasn't an immediate priority. Nevertheless, Joel Bovio Marconi studied the rock art extensively and published her findings in 1953. The particular drawing of note in this cave, which Marconi herself believed was a homoerotic image, shows a circle of people around two men who are arching their backs. There was a lot of controversy around that art, and a lot of people said, oh, I see acrobats, I see fucking men hunting. So the oldest rock art to definitively show some man-on-man action definitively is in Zimbabwe, painted by the sand people from 8,000 BC. So you talk about original sensuality. You want to talk about homosexuality. You want to talk about transgender people in this modern American culture where we're fighting, where religion is fighting a war against medicine. They're fighting a war against science. In order for religion to exist unchallenged, science cannot exist. Science can heal you. Science can point to the fact that there is no inequality or there is no biological difference which is in direct opposition to the beliefs of the people who descend from and perpetuate the idea of a person who is less than. So in order for you to gain your power, you have to have someone you can be powerful over. And medical science is in direct opposition in that way to the religious and this binary, this black and white binary, that these cishet normative men insist on having ownership and control over a woman's body. And anything that they do not understand then becomes an enemy. Anything that they do not understand, it comes from fear. It comes from fear of possibly disrupting a central core unexamined idea that everything is black and white. Disrupting that, it is so intrinsic in us to look for the secondary sex characteristics, to identify physiologically, to identify someone's sex immediately. And we've never dissected the fact that it's arbitrarily assigned at birth. What someone else has assigned you in your first breath is meant to depict your expression and your entire identity. We can examine, I think that we are far enough along in our humanity to examine the fact that perhaps there is an incongruence there. But Ron DeSantis is not going to be the person who examines it. Because he's in a war against woke culture, quote unquote. That's his words. And he's in a war against us. So I'm angry today, pissed off. I don't know what to do except for donate money. That's what I can do at this time. Among those organizations in need of your support, especially out of Florida, is PRISM, which is an LGBTQ youth organization that advocates for better sex education, sexual health resources. PRISM, which is at prismfl.org. The Unity Coalition is a Latinx and indigenous organization that organizes and supports several LGBTQ arts leaderships and awareness programs across Florida. That's at unitycoalition.org. The Trans Inclusive Group was founded in 2017 to advocate for trans people in need and link them to appropriate resources. Transinclusivegroup.org, those are all out of Florida. Equality Florida at eqfl.org to raise awareness of issues like these and to advocate for Florida's transgender community. Ariana's Center in Florida. Ariana's Center engages, empowers, and lifts up the trans community of South Florida. A-R-I-A-N-N-A-S-Center.org. Do your research and support. Because don't be like that dude. Don't be like that dude who wrote us a fucking email. And I, in two seconds, uncovered the hate spewing from his mouth. And I'm glad, you know, I'm glad he pulled out because I might not have actually looked at his Twitter profile in advance. I've always thought that progress happens. I've always thought that in spite of the tremendous and best efforts of the right, progress will always happen. We were, you know, we've always advanced. But in the last couple of years, we've taken so many steps backwards. 
I don't know. I really don't know if I were to look at the universe as a whole, if this is like a pattern, if we go so far forward and then take a few steps back. But in my lifetime, which has been a varied and storied lifetime, in my lifetime, I don't ever recall feeling this much of a step backwards. I've always felt like we were on a forward trajectory with gay rights, queer rights, with queer understanding. And now there are over 400 Do you hear me? Over 400 anti-LGBTQ bills currently in state legislators across the United States. That's over 400 pieces of legislation aimed to limit the human rights of the community to which I belong and the community to which I most strongly identify. Before I got comfortable and understood my Mexican heritage, long before that, I was queer. I came out at such a young age, that is where I operated from. I've always operated from that. That's always been the safest place inside of myself, the place that I know the most. You want to talk about original sensuality? That's my original sensuality. That's my origin story. So there's over 400 anti-LGBTQ bills right now across the United States aimed at limiting the human rights of a community. And if that doesn't outrage you, whether you're queer or not, you're not a person I want to know. You are not a person I want to know. If you can stand by and let this war unfold without being on the correct side without showing your support you're not a person i want to know for context in 2022 there was 180 anti-lgbtq pieces of legislation 180 last year now there's 417 it's more than doubled in 2018 there were 42 pieces of anti-lgbtq legislation donald trump unleashed a timeline of hate we allowed it to happen we're allowing it to happen again Ron DeSantis, who is Donald Trump's bitch boy, continues to perpetuate this culture. And I don't care about Florida. I fucking hate Florida. I'm not going to Florida. I hate Florida. And as far as I'm concerned, we can simply snip it out of the United States, let them secede, call it a fucking wash, stop their federal funding, which, by the way, mostly comes from California, stop their federal funding, let them be their own ugly, weird nation, But we got to get those trans kids out. We got to get those queer people out before we do that. I don't care about Florida. I care about the war they're waging against my people. And Tennessee can go with it. Several states have introduced forced outing bills, which would require teachers to alert parents when a student goes by a different name or different pronouns in school, even without the consent of the student. That's forced outing. You're putting children in danger. You're putting children in harm's way. Ron DeSantis says that we're protecting children. You're putting children in harm's way. And the fact that Florida wants to take custody of the children, that they, what are they going to do? Throw them into the foster care system. Abandon these children. These bills rely on this sort of paranoid idea. This is from CNN.com. These bills rely on this sort of paranoid idea that teachers are secretly encouraging your kids to identify as trans and then not telling you about it. It's fundamentally important that all young people feel that they can build trust with the people that they spend most of their day with, which are their teachers. I'm in the wrong timeline. I'm in the wrong lifespan. We've gone backwards. So on that note, I hope you have a decent Friday. I hope you can get through this shit show of a day. And I hope that you find strong purpose and meaning in your daily life. And I posted earlier this week on our Instagram and here that I was looking for set lists. Set lists, dream, fantasy set lists. 
and I wanted to build someone's fuck around Friday. I wanted to make someone's dreams come true. And so I've picked this set list, which was one of my favorites. Don't worry. If you submitted a set list, I'm doing this again next week. I'll pick another one. Don't you worry your pretty little head. Everybody's set lists, everybody's dream set lists are so weird. Y'all are weird. They're so weird. One person's set list, Jimmy, was like 65 songs deep. And I'm like, okay, five hours later, she enters on course seven. Y'all are cuties. Y'all are so cute. Don't worry. I'm going to, I'll try to work through all the set lists, but this one was one of my particular favorites. So I'm not going to say who it was from. I'll post it in the description because I, I don't want to give away the surprise, but thank you all for sending in your set list. Thank you all for listening. I hope you have a wonderful weekend as wonderful as it can be. If anybody wants to borrow, if anyone has an Audible account and wants me to lend them my new book, Transgender History, it's really a quick and easy listen. It's seven hours and 29 minutes. Very, very, very informative. And I can think I can lend it out to someone, right? I get, I get one lend. So if you have an Audible account and you want to listen, let me know. Stay angry. Stay woke. Kill Florida. Kill everyone, everyone now. now. Condone first-degree first murder. murder. Advocate, Advocate cannibalism. cannibalism. Eat, Eat shit. shit. Filth is my politics. Filth is my life.
outside much, but uh, it's my most favorite place to be. I want you to meet my brother. Some of you know them. Um, some of you have been with us for a few shows, and we love you very much. This is the wonderful Kate on guitar. And this teacher back here, this is Matt Chamberlain playing. And this is John Evans, happy person here.
in all the world of music.
decides she was going to get up. And, um, you know, it was dark outside. The bus was going ding, 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 ding. And I just, you know, I was having this nice little sleep. And all of a sudden I hear, Mama! And I look over. And um, there was no negotiating this. I, she was up. So we turned on up, and I go, Larry, where are we? And he says, we just crossed into North Carolina. And I'm like, yeah, she knows. <laughs>
folks in Copland's coming to town. She's ready to confess all the things.
Never Shut Up is a production of the Sideways Society. For more information and links to things mentioned on the show, please visit us online at songsoftoriamus.com. Yes, I know what you think of me. You never shut up. <laughs>